Hello, and welcome to the Your Personal Journey with Food podcast, hosted by Tracy Cromwell, your certified integrative nutrition health coach, precision nutrition health coach, pro coach, National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer and weight loss expert and international best-selling author. I am a recovered pre-diabetic, recovered yo-yo dieter, and recovered body loather. On my podcast, I will be discussing all areas of life that impact your health. That's home environment, physical activity, health, joy, spirituality, relationships, finances, creativity, social life, career, education, and yes, home cooking. I will also be bringing you experts from each of these areas of your life to help you create the ideal, healthy, and supportive relationship, not only with your food, but with yourself and therefore with your life. I appreciate you being here. Now let's get started. Good evening, everyone. It's Tuesday night. It's Tough Love Tuesday um, with your personal journey with food. And I'm Tracy Cromwell, your integrative nutrition health coach. And uh, what is a health coach? What is an integrative nutrition health coach? Uh, You would think that a health coach would be looking at mainly what you eat and how you exercise. But as an integrative coach, you know, I look at home cooking, home environment, your career, your finances, joy relationships, creativity, oh my goodness, social life, all of those things, because all of those things make you. And on these uh, live broadcasts, my goal is to bring you um, incredible professionals in all areas that can help you create a a wonderful life um, for you. And so tonight, I am very excited to bring to you Maureen Cures. Maureen, hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm great. I'm great. to. It's great to have you here. And I do want to make a quick note for um, those listening on the podcast, because this will be converted to a podcast. We do record live, so anything can happen. So, and that makes it a lot of fun. <laughs> so anyway, we're here live. Um, so I've known Maureen, gosh. Five six, years, four or five, five years. Six years, something like that. And it's just been so great to know you. And, and some of you watching, may not know who Maureen is. So, um, you know, after after 35 years as a registered nurse, Maureen is no stranger to end of life issues. She has seen firsthand the dev- devastation that can occur when families don't have potentially difficult decisions with family members um, made and some discussions that they could have helped everyone weather the loss of the loved one in a more peaceful manner. And no about it, not about it. I can't even talk tonight. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> I'm going to try this. I can talk. No doubt about it. I can talk. So sorry, Maureen. End of life conversations are the elephant in your family room and can be challenging. Maureen's strength lies in her ability to help families calmly approach topics that are difficult to discuss. Her expertise in reducing the trauma and the stress and the chaos that can happen to individuals as they get affairs in order and also help their families get into alignment. Maureen created Radiant Warning to be an advocate for end-of-life planning. So today, families hire Maureen to protect and empower them through facilitated discussions, planning, and preparing for end-of-life transitions. Her uncommon advocacy provides safety, clarity, 
hope and guidance to her clients. And so um, again, I loved, I love having you here because again, as a health coach, it's a discussion that we all all need to have is, you know, what's going to happen um, as we get near the end of our lives and how can we make it, I always think, you know, I would love it to be a loving and open and um, non-stressful experience for me and my family. So, you know, tell us about you and how you got into this and how we can make it a great experience. <laughs> uh, well, Tracy, you, you had mentioned, I've been a nurse for 30, gosh, 37 years it was in February. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Time flies by. But uh, I, my first job was at, uh, as an oncology nurse. And I thought, mm -hmm. ooh, yuck, I don't want to work oncology. But it was the only job mm -hmm. I could get at the time when I graduated. And um, so I thought I'd get my year's experience and get out as fast as I could. Mm -hmm. I had other plans of what I wanted to do. But I found that I fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. I, death wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. My family didn't talk about it. So I had experienced the death of a grandfather, but we really didn't talk about it a lot. And uh, I fell in love with the patients. I fell in love with their families. And I fell in love with the peace that can come at the end of life mm -hmm. when people share their wishes or talk about it. And that's what started me down, I guess, this journey all those years ago. But I've been a, an advocate for planning for mm -hmm. these 30 years, you know, to get your healthcare documents in order to have someone that can legally speak for you. Because um, I was also an ICU nurse and seeing people placed on ventilators that never mm -hmm. should have been or not taken off because the family couldn't agree. You know, we had a woman that was um, declared brain dead. But mm -hmm. she's 62 and her kids fought mm -hmm. and she had no, she wasn't married. So her kids were her next of kin and they all had to agree for her to be taken off that ventilator. And that's when I became a passionate advocate about, about mm -hmm. having those someone that can legally speak on your behalf um, if you become unable to do so. Mm -hmm. But then fast forward a couple of years ago through a random conversation on you know post on Facebook and me commenting and I've ended up going down this journey of helping people see the need to do this while we're well and while we're active and we can make decisions that we want and and I just have stepped into this in the last couple of years and it's wow. just become a journey. You know and I think about it we you know we hear all the time that we need to get things in order, but it can just seem really daunting and scary. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, you know, my main experience with someone passing was my sister, Shirley, she passed from ovarian cancer about 11 years ago. And I, I was um, given the incredible opportunity to be there with her the last couple of days, but I realized just how much I didn't know. I didn't know all that she'd put together and what she had to do. And then also, you know, the, the aspect of stress on her, on her boys, you know, and, and, uh, and so what she did have in place, really, I believe helped them immensely. Um, and she had those conversations with them, helped them immensely through that process. So, well, none of us want to think that we're going to die young of ovarian cancer. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. it was pretty young if it was 11 years ago. And, and uh, the one thing about cancer, it gives us time to have these conversations mm -hmm. and to take care of things and say things that need to be said. Um, mm -hmm. it's the unexpected that takes yeah. away 
during that time. You know, I think with COVID, we're all seeing that as what is it? 520 some odd thousand people have died since this time last year of COVID. And most of those people never dreamed that they would die uh, in mm -hmm. the year. And conversations weren't had or people, you know, died unexpectedly yeah. and were left in limbo and mm -hmm. and chaos because they either their families were dying alone in the hospitals um, and they couldn't see them because of COVID, which is just heartbreaking to me. Mm -hmm. But the more we can talk about it now and plan, the better the better prepared we are. And then we get to write our our own script, if you will. You know, we get to right. write a story. Yeah. So what are your, what have you seen people do? I mean, I, I was trying to think, you know, what would I like? And, and like I said, you know, I've had my, my kids sign up for your Facebook group because, and I'm, I messaged them and I said, Hey, you know, I want to get all this taken care of. And, um, no matter what, what day I am called, um, you know, no, I love you. And I don't want you to be really sad and, and, you know, I probably have to have an 80s dance party or something, you know, <laughs> I just like, I, you know, can it be? Yeah, I, I mean, I know, I just trying to think of, yeah, if I had, if I could write it and create an experience, you know, just thinking about something is, is, oh. um, you know, festive is that, you know what I mean? Um, oh. To write my own, my own, you know, hopes, but, you know, how do you, how do you suggest people start down the path of talking or breaking the, you know, how do you, um, how do you help them bridge the conversation? You know, I, well, I do have a prompt. Um, it's, it's, uh, seven prompts to get the conversation started. It's called just speaking of dying, scary to death, seven prompts to get the conversation started. So I'll give you the link to that. It's, um, okay startthetalknow.com. You can download that free giveaway, but it's as easy, it's as easy and as difficult <laughs> because like I said, we don't, we don't talk about this in our society, our culture. Mm -hmm. um, but we have the perfect opening right now. As I was saying, COVID, we just have mm -hmm. been talking about COVID. Gosh, if this happened to you, what would you want? Because I think a year into this, there's probably very few people on the planet that don't mm -hmm. know someone that's been affected by COVID or someone that's died by COVID, uh, died of COVID. Mm -hmm. Just ask, if this happened to you, what would you want? Um, how would you want to be cared for? Would you want it all us to go full bore trying to save you? Would you not? I had to have this conversation with my mom. She does not like to talk about death. And she's 84 and she was diagnosed with COVID back in November. And I'm her healthcare agent. So I said, you know, mom, I have an idea of what you would want, but we don't really talk about this a lot because she just doesn't want to. So um, I said, I'm going to ask you some questions and then I'm going to call you back in an hour. If this happens, I said, you were just diagnosed late last night, but by yeah. five o'clock tonight, you might be gasping for breath and unable mm -hmm. to breathe. So we need a, we need a game plan. So if this happens, you know, I gave her some different scenarios and I said, I'm going to call you back in an hour. and and talk to you. So uh, we got a game plan in place and luckily she never needed it. But mm -hmm. if she does, COVID's a great place uh, to start. Or if you um, hear of um, a famous person that has recently died, our um, 
Uncle John who died of a um, car accident. You know, that's what we don't expect. We don't expect the tragic accidents that leave us unable to make our own decisions or the the heart attack that happens suddenly where we're unable to make our own decisions. So if you can bring that into play, you know, Uncle John had that heart attack and ended up in the hospital unable to you know, let people know what he wanted. If that happened to you, what would you want in that scenario? Mm-hmm. So try to bring something familiar in. Mm-hmm. Make it relative. And um, yeah, yeah. Because and if they can relate to it, they're more likely to say, yeah, this is what I would or wouldn't want. And then yeah. that just opens the door to the conversation to say, how can we honor you if we don't know what you what your wishes are? I like that. You know, how can we honor you? Um, you know, I want to honor you. I want to do what you would like. And and then also giving that the person a moment to step back and really think about that because it's true. We don't don't necessarily think about it. And um and again, experiencing um, you know, um my ex passed away uh, a year ago and it was a little bit chaotic because a lot wasn't planned. So it put pressure on my kids. And, and so, you know, being able to have that conversation with them, I think is going to be really important, you know, and with my whole family. Um, So, so you have that, I did put in the comments, the start the talk.com. Oh dear. Start the talk now. I got that. Oops. All right. Oops, that's the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's so much. Starttotalknow.com. That's okay. it. Uh, there's so much that we can plan, and it doesn't have to be scary. Although, and uh, it's hard to. It's let's face it. It's hard to wrap our heads around preparing for our own end of life. Mm-hmm. But the more we can do it, and the more we can. Um, the more we do it, the more we delve into it, the better prepared we're going to leave our family. You know, you said you don't yeah. want them to be sad. Of course, they're going to be sad. We all are. We're going to grieve when those yeah. that matter to us die or or um, or are injured or can't make their own decisions or go down the path of dementia. But we're going to grieve. But if you have everything in order, then your family's allowed to just grieve. They don't have to deal with all the minutia of end of life. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of minutia with it if people don't plan. Yeah. And it doesn't give people the opportunity to just grieve. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, if that's all, if that's all I lined out. And I know that's what you focus on. So, you know, um, getting everything in order. And I know we know we should have a will and we should have, you know, our medical directive and stuff like that. But do you work with people to help them easily put that together? I mean, what's the process? Um, again, this is what you do as a profession. So, you know, how do you, how would you take my hand and well, first guide off, me through this? To go through and really think about what you want, what you would want in different scenarios so that you can figure out um, making the decisions based on where you are now. And what do you think is a good day for you? What is living well for you? What would be um, what you would want? Like, what is a good day? Would it be that you could go out and work in the yard? You can exercise, you can perform all your own activities of daily living, or would be a good, a good day for you? Would you be okay 
being immobile, but being able to still talk and interact with people. So really thinking of what is a good, acceptable day for you right now. And, and that's, I think that that's, people think they have to think 20 years down the road, but really think in this next year, if anything happened, mm -hmm. what would I want? What's a good day? What, mm -hmm. what could I live with and not? If I was paralyzed from the neck down and couldn't function at all on my own, would, would that be okay as long as I can still communicate with my family? Some people would say yes, and others would say no. Mm -hmm. And um, everyone is entitled to their own decision. Mm -hmm. Years ago, um, many years ago, my uh, friend of ours in South Carolina was in a terrible accident and he became paralyzed from the neck down. And I remember saying, oh, my gosh, I th think I would wish I had just died. And um, mm. my husband said, I wouldn't. Are you kidding? Oh, no. And it mm -hmm. shocked me a little bit. And he yeah. said, they have two young kids. And he said, if that happened to me, I would still want to be able to communicate. If I, as long as I could communicate with my kids, I would want to be there to watch them grow up and to be mm -hmm. part of their life. And mm -hmm. so it made me look at it with a different perspective, you know, that yeah. um, maybe that would be a good day for me if that I was in that position mm -hmm. if my kids were young. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's important. I, I think for all of us to realize that our <clears throat> our life circumstances are all different. We want to say we should fit into a box, but as <clears throat> as you know, even like with food, we all none of us fit in in a specific box in our relationship with food, our relationship with ourselves, and our relationship with our life, and all of that. And so, being able to be creative and and look at at things, and and I guess how would you help people? Because this conversation could be pretty sad and depressing you know i mean we're talking about a pretty pretty big topic. topic well there's two things i um i do have a course that i put on that we walk through from making the decision how to make the decisions to getting the documentation done mm -hmm. and um we we really focus more i'm a big fan of getting your whole estate planning done having your will done mm -hmm. um but having that we focus on the advanced directives the living will what you would want done and then mm -hmm. the power of attorney documents because that having mm -hmm. that person that can legally speak for you if you become unable to speak on your own behalf right. um because like i i was sharing that there are there's a hierarchy that if you don't have that and you say let's say it, you have children and you have more than one they all have to agree for mm -hmm. Um, the decisions to be made. So if they don't agree, that's where a lot of fractures in families can come from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we talk, about, yeah. We talk about, you know, different types of burials, how to have life celebrations, you know, what legacy do you want to leave, forgiveness work. Um, we do it all, but wrapping it up with a bow is how to talk to your families about this. Mm -hmm. So all of your um, decision making and documentation done, and then taking it to your family and sitting down and having a wonderful, um, sometimes emotional meeting so that everyone can be on the same page. Because it's great if one person knows, but it's even better if everyone knows so that everyone can mm -hmm. be part of an honor, honor your choices at the end. Yeah, of yeah. Yeah. And then something to ask too is, um, you know, say you have created your documents and then something comes up that you've changed your mind on what you would like 
to do. How do people do that? I mean, that's the editing of the story. Change our mind. Mind. <laughs> we get to change our mind whenever we want. And we just rewrite. Well, you just redo your documents. You know, uh, one of the things that I encourage the clients that I work with to do is every year on their birthday, make it their birthday gift to themselves sometime in that month, not, not on their birthday, but you can do it on your birthday if you want. But in that birthday month, take take a few hours and go through everything and think, is this really what I want still? Um, do I want CPR performed on me still? Uh, because at age, I'm 59. At 59, I would want CPR. I mm -hmm. am relatively healthy. But if I'm 69 or 79 and I have debilitating health issues, I wouldn't want CPR. So to go through and say, okay, do I still want this? Is this person mm -hmm. still the right choice to make my healthcare decision? Mm -hmm. Um, you should have a primary and a secondary, someone to step in in case the primary healthcare agent, which is the power of attorney, um, can't. And then, you know, just just look at everything. Do I still want that music played at my funeral or have I decided I like something better? You know, so it yeah. goes through all the little details because the more details you can give your family, the better it is. It's more of a roadmap for them to follow. And then, um, yeah, every year, just take a little meander down that uh, roadmap of your life and see if it's still the the, the route you want to take. Uh, I talked to someone and her parents do their death binder weekend. They have a death binder, which is just all their documents. So they call it their mm. death binder. And they plan a weekend away somewhere. And they get a big bottle of wine and do takeout. They sit in the hotel room on Friday night and they go through everything and they get it all hashed out as everything still as they want it. And then they spend the rest of the weekend living their life and having fun. That's really fun. neat. I think that's great. You know, I, and I love how you brought it up, you know, uh, bringing it up or, or looking at everything around your birthday, or you could pick, you know, any time of year, but you know, we, we look at our, <clears throat> You know, we're supposed to, you know, review our finances, you know, quarterly or we, you know, we want to make annual goals for our health or our career. So this just makes a lot of sense to maybe let's take the weight off of it and make it not so not so daunting. But it is something that that we all will go through someday. And how can we make I love the idea of making it a weekend and having it, you know, yeah, and just say, hey, this is what I'd like to do. This is this and that. And and I think the other part is sometimes I, I, I'm I wondering if people, because one part for me was like, oh my gosh, once I have it done, oh, it's written in stone. You know, it's not. We can we can change that. We can yeah. modify it. And, and uh, you know. It's never written in stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see here. Um, oh. You have a question. You you gave me a really good one here, but um, you know, doctor appointments can be very limited. Why is it important to share your wishes with your doctor? You know, I people don't realize that doctors have a hard time with end of life with their patients, just okay. like families do, and to sit down and share what we want with our doctor, it gives them permission to mm -hmm. treat us the way that we want to, because doctors mm -hmm. are trained to save lives. They were. Yeah heal they weren't trained to help people go out peacefully yeah and at working in oncology i saw it a lot with oncologists that they had a hard time letting go of patients is it a sense of failure or that they couldn't save them 
I don't know. Um, but the more you can tell your doctor about what you want, the more that your doctor or healthcare provider, you know, your nurse practitioner, your uh, naturopath, they can help they can help accompany you and honor your wishes on your journey. And a lot of people don't know this, especially the people over 65 that are on Medicare. Medicare since 2016 has allowed patients, people to make an appointment specifically to go over their advanced care planning with their physician, which uh -huh. is huge because most of the time when you have 15 or 20 minutes to go in and talk about healthcare issues, and you're trying to squeeze in, okay, these are my wishes for end of life. There's really not enough time to talk about them. Mm -hmm. And so I would highly encourage anyone over the age of 65, if you're on Medicare, take advantage of that. That's a huge gift. That is. And, and I think too, there's just so much information out there and different organizations to get it from. It can be so daunting. That's why I think with someone like you, you could just, you know, Maureen will take, our hands and help us, you know, do all this and actually a really, really incredible way. Um, Cause as I look through your question, you know, things that you could answer on this today, but we're talking about insurance. We're talking about, you know, just the conflict that can happen between our, our siblings or our family. I mean, there's so much, um, um, you know, decisions to make. So, and, you know, I don't think people realize that it costs money to die. It does. It costs <laughs> money to die. And if you don't have plans or you don't have a way to pay for it, mm -hmm. um, that's where the GoFundMes are set up. And my hope is that there never has to be a GoFundMe because the family's in turmoil trying yeah. to pay for this funeral because you can't even get the bodies out of the morgue without <laughs> Isn't that terrible to think? But um, yeah. it's, it's a big deal, and um, the more you can, the more you can plan for that, the more yeah. you can ease the ease the trauma on your families, if you will. Well, even these documents for people that maybe you think that these documents are for those that have a lot of assets, that have um, a lot of money to think about, but really, no, it's it's everybody. Um, everybody should have it it doesn't matter your your status in terms of of wealth or finances it will it, it's so important <laughs> yeah at the end of life we're all really just the same aren't we but yeah. to have someone that can speak on their behalf it doesn't yeah. matter if you are bill gates or yeah you know um yeah. and in between because um we all need to have someone that would know our wishes yes um i think we have time for i want to do one more um and you know what are your thoughts in terms of because fear can again fear and, and putting our heads in the sand and this happens too um that was the you know, you don't want to go to the doctor because you don't want to know what the doctor's going to say because you don't want to know if you have prediabetes right. or, you know, you know, you're putting your head in the sand. So you think I can just avoid it. Um, what, what, you know, what should someone do instead, you know, or how would you recommend helping somebody take that blanket off their head and, and to step forward into this, you know, um, this world? I always uh, tell the people in my class or my courses that I teach or the people that um, I've worked with one-on-one, -on -one, 
take those documents and you can um, get power of attorney documents. Mm -hmm. uh, I have them to give people if they need them advanced directives, but write your name down. That's the first step. Sometimes that's the hardest is just oh. writing your name on the, the document <laughs> and take it from there. Um, yeah. It really, it's, it's that simple. Um, yeah. Write your name down and it comes, it'll just start coming. But it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to figure out what, what would I want in this scenario? Yeah. Or if this happens, how would I know what I would want? So mm -hmm. the more conversations we can have about it, the easier Great. it becomes. So write your name down on the document, get the documents first, and then write your name down. <laughs> yeah. And it could be even just a, it's something where, you know, if um, just say I'm going to do that part and then I'll read it maybe and then I'll see what it, it needs to what has questions it's going to need. And then you can let your subconscious work on it, but then also commit to maybe a deadline, yeah. a deadline to finish it. You know, and that is the good thing about um, working in a community to have mm -hmm. a deadline, to have accountability, to have a place to ask questions and get answers. and. Mm -hmm. I think in my Facebook group, I I don't think I've posted the advanced directives, but I, mm -hmm. I after this, I'll go in and post the advanced directive. Okay. But um, having that deadline, because like anything, we can write our names down and then never do anything else. Right, <laughs> and you get busy. Piles get piled on top of it. And There's always stuff to do, other things. Always more <laughs> stuff to do than let's yeah. What's going to be like when I die? But um, yeah. the more you, the, the clearer you are, and when you get these done, then you can go off and enjoy life because you know you got your roadmap. I yeah. have um, someone I know that she ended up having a medical procedure that went, that had complications. Um, and mm -hmm. she said all that ran through her mind was, okay, everything's in order. If anything happens to me, my family knows. Yeah. And um, as she was sort of in and out of consciousness, that's what she thought of is that I have my game plan. They know what to do. They'll be okay because I've set everything up. And uh, it was something that she never should have had complications from. And luckily she pulled through, but, but that's what's the peace of mind it gives you. Yeah. Cause you think about it, it's stressful as it is to be in a situation like that as a patient. Yeah. But if you know that you've done the work, however hard it was or however difficult it was to get yourself to do it, that that's one stress that you don't have to be laying there worrying about right. um, and, and um, getting concerned about. And uh, you know, in those times you, you really need to be focused on healing. You need to be yeah. focused on getting better and loving your family and things like that. So yeah. another great reason, you know, just, uh, just to know you've got it, you've got it all in order. So I have put your website, up here oh, radiantmorning.com and uh your email and then also like i said uh, maureen has a really wonderful facebook group you can just join and kind of start watching and get an idea of things and and um you know it's a very positive environment and then um you offer classes right online courses I have my next five week course starts on St. Patrick's Day, my favorite day of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Um, but it starts next, next, gosh, is that next Wednesday? That is, 
Where is my calendar? Yeah, so seventeen yeah, it's tomorrow, week from tomorrow, and we have uh, yeah. So it starts. Uh, you can find all the information on uh, my events page on my website. Oh, but on the website, okay. Actually, I have a special addition to my, those that register by Friday night, the 12th, get um, Life Goes On Roadmap. Do you remember Life Goes On Roadmap from Nancy? I Steve do, Jeff? Nancy, yeah. It's, um, it's a huge, robust system on just how to store everything and how to keep everything in a safe place so your family knows where it is. Just everything you can think of, doctors numbers, passwords, your financial documents, everything. And um, so that's, I think it's such a valuable tool that that's my gift to people that sign up. Oh, that's wonderful. So register for um, Maureen. It's called, it's called With the End in Mind. Called what? With the End in Mind. Okay. And get the... Um, Darn it, I know Nancy's life, life goes on roadmap. Okay. Yeah. Um, register by St. Patty. By March 12th. Oh, register March 12th. by March 12th. 11.59 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> register by March 12th. Fantastic. So that's, yeah. And, um, um, you know, I, I highly recommend for everyone to do that. And, um, and again, I, like I said, everyone, I've known Maureen for some time, you're just incredible, you're compassionate, you're, you know what you're talking about. And I would trust any of my referrals over to you. Oh, you are so nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're Tracy. welcome. You're welcome. So oh, our time is up. It's we've already been talking for 30 minutes. It's hard to believe it's gone very fast. It has gone fast. Thank you yeah. for having me. This has been fun. Oh, thank you for coming on. It's it's just such an important and such an important topic. And a lot of like I said, a lot of us and a lot of people don't want to have to talk about it. But, you know, as I started following your group, you really inspired me to, again, be more open about it with my kids and talk about let them know what what I would like and just also tell them I, you know, I, I, um, you know, I guess I have to say even now I, I've lived an incredible life, you know. And, and, uh, so, so just the things I've learned from you already and how to freely openly talk about things has helped immensely. Well, you know, I think that, um, even our young, younger, younger adult children, mm -hmm. it opens up the conversation for them too. Yeah. So, because yeah. things happen to people their age and, mm -hmm. um, it's really great to open up the conversation with them. I know. Yeah. What my kids, yeah. they ended up having a lot to share and they ended up having opinions about what would happen, yeah. what they would want if something happened to them. Yeah, yeah. And it's to me, it's um, it's just so valuable for us to walk the journey and, you know, step into it with um, open, open arms. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, thank, thank you again, you. Maureen. Stay on. Don't go anywhere. Um, I'll close down the live feed. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And, and do check out Maureen's Facebook group. Check out her website and her course. And, um, yeah, let's all – let's just plan – plan ahead and then do all of our bucket list items. That's right. That's another. <laughs>
<laughs> right? <laughs> okay. All right. I'll sign this up. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs>